All right, Agricultural Communicator of the Year time now on the programme. Craig Wiggins is that very person. He joins us now. G'day, Wiggy. How are you, man? Yeah, good. G'day, mate. How are you? Busy time of the year for everyone, isn't it? It is indeed. There's a lot going on. Hey, listen, uh, firstly, I want to talk to you about that uh, TV item, uh, news item uh, regarding the pork sector at the moment. You sent it uh, through to me for a bit of a look and, uh, yeah, interesting stuff. Well, what do you make of all of it? Oh, look, mate, the, the problem we've got at the moment is the pork industry's in a perfect storm. Uh, Hamish and Vicky Mee are, are good friends of mine and they, they reached out um with a big uh, white flag and so they're throwing their hands in there and didn't know what to do. They're, they're about to have too many pigs on their farm and too big a pigs and too small a stall. So there was an SBCA issue there, or an animal welfare issue, I should say, there. And uh, they really don't have any options. As uh, Yesterday, they didn't have any options um, to put their pigs on a truck and send them anywhere um, because their market had been jerked out from underneath them in a very, very short length of time. They didn't have any... Um, any idea that this was really going to happen, and uh, and it's simply because um, COVID uh, COVID issues uh, at the processing plants, um, COVID issues here, there, and everywhere. But also this cheap pork that we seem to be able to bring into New Zealand and sell at bargain basement prices that that um, our pig farmers can't compete with. And what really uh, upsets me is the fact that we've got um, James Shaw and everybody else telling us that we've got to have. Uh, low emissions and you know carbon free and all this sort of stuff because uh, our markets won't take um, won't take our product overseas and here we are importing um, pigs from places like Germany who've got swine flu and can't sell it to other countries like uh, we have to have a good look at the people that are bringing this um, pork into the country for a start and undercutting our farmers but we've certainly got to have a look at what we buy and where we buy it from so. There's a few issues there, just quietly. Well, yes, yeah, 60% of uh, the pork that we consume is imported, which is quite a high number. And uh, a lot of it is a slightly disingenuous when you look at, uh, you know, you try and find out what is New Zealand pork. Because I think most consumers uh, would be wanting the New Zealand variety. But the problem is you get that label which says, uh, you know, New Zealand pork, but you've got to look into the fine print to see. Yeah, and I know that they're fixing the labelling and there's been some, you know, country of origin labelling legislation legislation that's come in recently, but you still probably got to look a little bit harder than the average punter might to find out, you know, if it's uh, actually just, you know, um, being processed in New Zealand or if it actually was uh, raised in New Zealand. Yeah, that's exactly right. You bring in pork, you mix it with a bit of New Zealand pork in New Zealand and it becomes New Zealand pork and then you can... Ex- um, you could probably export that to Australia or somebody that won't take those that pork um, from those other countries. So... Yeah, and, you, you know, you really got to think about fresh pork um, coming in from overseas. How fresh can it be when it's probably been frozen on a boat uh, when it's left, say, um, Germany or Spain or somewhere like that, and it's come out here and then it's defrosted and, and put on your counter as fresh pork? So, I mean, look, I, th- I think the consumer needs to um, really put pressure on, on the on the selling points to make sure that New Zealand pork is available and that it's well marked. But also we've got to look at the markup um, from the time that it leaves the farm gate to the um, to the time it gets to the consumer and see if we can't do some cost cutting there to make it a little bit easier for people to, to buy on um, morals rather than on dollars. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, good point, good point. There's a few issues going on at the moment sort of around welfare codes and stuff like that, which is, um, I, I'm, I'm sure, is, uh, you know, causing people to uh, deploy the, the grey matter uh, extensively. 
Yeah, there is. There's an animal welfare code coming out on dairy farms. There's also one, apparently, uh, Andrew Hoggard um, commented on uh, the Whatever with Wiggy Facebook group this morning that there's one coming out for sheep and beef as well, too. And um, the pork industry, the, it wasn't too favourable for them what came through uh, in, in their situation. And, you know, I, I know through rodeo, there's, there's a group of lawyers working for free, um, challenging the legalities of rodeo with um, MPI and NAWAC involved as well. Um, and they're they the same lawyers that got rid of sow crates in New Zealand too. So we're really fighting a, a lot of um, ideological barrel, uh, buyers here. And, you know, the, the people that advocate for us and, and the people that are trying to be in um, in front of the politicians to, to make sure that we get a fair hearing um, are probably, you know, just running uphill and, and taking one step forward and two steps backwards at the moment with all the stuff that's coming. So... Um, but, yeah, I guess when it comes to submission time, I know it's the last thing farmers have time to do, but we definitely need to keep a, keep abreast of what's going on because uh, the life we know is definitely changing. And I, and I don't want to be scaremongering people, but when you just go through what I've been through with um, Hamish and Vicky Mee there, uh, that was pretty desperate. And they're not the only farmers that are in that boat, and it shouldn't have come to that. You know, So you've got to look at the whole process all the way through as to why this pressure is being applied and, and there's... Um, and we're having to fight these fires. Yeah, it's interesting. I think, um, though, when you look at, say, the emissions reduction plan that was released this week, uh, I think... Uh, from people I've been speaking to anyway, that, um, you know, agriculture's um, come out not too bad in relation to that. Yeah, I think the fact that we've got Hiwaka Ekanoa coming through and uh, we're doing a lot of work within our own space has probably appeased the government to a certain uh, extent. I think James Shaw is probably going to get um, chased out of the Green Party because the Green Party would have liked to see farmers and dairy herd reductions um, on the table, but uh, it, it hasn't uh, it hasn't happened. Um but yeah, you know, there's a lot of stuff around electric vehicles and, and uh, herd reductions as well. I was on a radio station uh, yesterday talking about reducing herd sizes and and stuff as well. Um, there's still that pressure out there, so so um, it's a little bit of uh, watch the space and, and see where um, Iwaka Ekanoa lands, I guess, and um, and hopefully we can work our way through some sort of medium that works for everybody. Yeah, I was reading somewhere the other day about electric vehicles. What was I reading? That the uptake by 2030 is supposed to be only about 30% or something like that, um, or 2035 even. I can't quite remember it off the top of my head, but I, when I read it, I thought... That's not a you know that's not a great deal. It must have been to do with the uh, the the scheme that they're bringing in to get uh, sort of middle and lower income people into electric vehicles. That's going to take longer than that. Yeah, that's right. And I don't know what you're going to do with that big old Bogan V8 that you still drive <laughs> on, the, on the weekend, but um, that, they're out the door too. But I actually was listening to it. I got sent a TED talk, and I was listening to it this morning. And did you? I'm a horseman, and and horses put out uh, carbon dioxide when they breathe, and and um, Apparently, if you drive, uh, if you ride a horse uh, at the same distance as a Corvette, it will put out more carbon dioxide than the Corvette. Really? Um, so, Isn't that extraordinary? Yeah, that, that is, and, and for me, I'm looking at my horses going, geez, these are going to be a good option going forward. But, <laughs> yeah, um, maybe not. <laughs> maybe, maybe they'll be banned as well because they're, they're yeah. emitting too much as well. So, uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, look, I guess we've got to, and everyone keeps saying, look, with agriculture, science is going to be the... Um, fixer of this. If we can change the the way the gut works and and look at um, you know some supplements through the feed and and changing feeds and 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 how we can um, 
you know, slow things down a little bit in that in that way. That that's going to be a big plus as well. But um, agriculture's probably finally been recognised for the fact that it is actually doing as much as it can to um, to beat this problem that we've got with global warming. Yeah, uh, well said. Very good. You're a busy man at the moment as well. But some pieces on all over the show. Yeah, yeah, been doing quite a bit um, in that um, farmer welfare space. Uh, it's sort of taken lean on the gate. Talk to a mate's really taking a, a hold, and people are doing that. I don't know if you noticed the uh, cheeky product placement last night on the TV. Dominic and myself and Vicky were wearing the lean on the gate hat. But um, yep, uh, yeah, talking with uh, Scott Robinson, the um, Crusaders coach, and I are doing a farmer wellbeing night tonight. Um, did one for harness racing, New Zealand cadets uh, the other night, and and there's a fair bit coming up too. So. Um, yeah, you've got to watch that space. We'll be here, there and everywhere. That is why you are the Agricultural Communicator of the Year. Uh, Craig Wiggins, as always, a pleasure. Have a great day. Thanks, mate. I just want to give a tip of a hat to AFCO. AFCO have rung the Me family this morning and said, uh, you get your pigs to Wanganui and we'll take them on board. So thanks very much to them. Well done, AFCO. Good on your works. Cheers, man. Thanks, mate. You could save big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, but when we just come out and say it, it feels like it falls a bit flat. So we're going to sing it. We're singing words now. We'll even sing the business part. Save big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive. Now that's a commercial you'll remember, even if you don't remember the bundle and save with Progressive part. We're singing a commercial. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. This is the end of the jingle. A jingle about.